financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. It is Jess Tyler along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How's it going? It is going good. I know we were talking a little off the air about people just taking a nosedive in the stock market. My sister was just complaining to me about this the other morning on the phone. Was she? Yeah, she said she lost like $4,000 in her 401k in like a really short period of time. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, you know, people will say the market is cyclical and it'll go up and it'll come down and don't worry about it. And mostly I think people, especially within 401ks, but in a lot of accounts, they may not be monitoring it as closely as uh, one would hope. (laughs) But there's a tendency to just sort of hang on to the edge of the cliff. Mm -hmm. You know, there's too many metaphors here, deer in the headlights, whatever. We we all just hang on there saying, well, you know, at what point have you lost enough money that you're finally going to say, I'm not going to lose anymore? Mm -hmm. Or you lose so much that you say, well, what's the difference at this point? The only way I'm going to make it back is if I stay here and I wait for the market to turn around. An answer that no one ever has, by the way, me including. It's a very personal choice. But it's a, it's a real dilemma because when you first start to see some losses, you say, well, that's the market. It always comes back. And then as things increase, you start to get more and more nervous about it until you don't even want to look at your statement. Right. Uh, which is the most dangerous thing, but, you know, human nature. How how often do we talk about human nature, Jeff? Well, yeah, and like we were talking about with taxes last week, so you just kind of want to ignore it and hope it goes away. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to ignore something that isn't pleasant? Right. <laughs> you know? right. I mean, we're not going to fix that. What we can fix is to maybe get a little... Uh, education out there about what you can do about these losses. And this is, I don't mean, well, you can just shift to higher risk things or you can uh, call your broker and have a discussion. Of course, you can do things like that. You can be proactive. But there are a number of things I don't find that people, well, let's say I, I find that people are surprised when I tell them these things. Yeah. The first has to do with a 401k. And, and these things are true, many of the things we'll talk about today are true whether you have an IRA, a non-qualified plan, which is, you know, money that, you, that is not tax-deferred, or whether you're in a 401k, a 457 plan, a 403b plan, you know, whether somebody's calling it defined contribution, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're in any of these plans and you're losing money, what can you do about it? And should you make a, like, how quick should you make a jump when you see yourself starting to lose money? Uh, the pause is because I'm thinking you should never jump. Okay. Okay. <laughs> jump. okay. Okay. But you should, you should pay attention. I, I just love the kinds of things you say that are so much in, in the brains of all of us when we're <laughs> in that situation. It's like you're a straight line to the emotional money pit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you say that stuff because... I think most of us do feel like that. Mm-hmm. How fast should I react, let's say, if I'm doing this? Now, again, that's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. But I think it's always great when you're in a time of calm to make a plan for yourself. You, you always have an exit strategy, whether it's how to sell your business or how to get out of an investment. Before you start, you should have something written down 
written down mm. that says uh, if I lose more than okay. 2%, 3%, 5%, whatever your tolerance is, when I get to this point, my plan is to ignore my emotions and to pull the trigger on this solution, fill, out, fill in the X. Okay. The solution is going to be, for instance, I'm going to move uh, and be specific about it if you can. You can change this later, but it helps to write it down. Uh, and it helps you to be calm when you're in this kind of a situation. And you can revert to your plan and say, okay, I'm going to move 20% of my funds into safety. I'm going to move 80% of my funds into safety, whatever it is. If I get to this point of losses, I am promising myself right now, I'm not going to hang on to the edge of the cliff forever, hoping, like that old commercial about, what was it, hope or winning the lottery was not a retirement plan? Right, right. Hoping that this is going to come back. So some things that you can do. First of all, if you're already there, let's say you're already looking at your 401k or your IRA or your savings account or whatever, you know, whatever you've earmarked this money for, and you're saying, I am unhappy with the way it's performing. Mm-hmm. I've either lost too much money or I haven't made the kind of money I hoped I would make. Uh, you're going to have to take some action. But in 401ks, it's a very special sort of a, a situation because if you're still employed, you have the sense that you can't do anything with that money. Right. You either have to move it around or you have to take a big tax penalty if you take it out, right? Yeah, that's what people think. Now, to some extent, it may be true. Now, when we're talking about 401ks, you may also have 401ks that you left at old employers. And the money is just hanging around there at some old employer that you don't pay attention to. Mm -hmm. You can definitely do something with that money, and you don't necessarily have to take a big tax hit on it, it can be rolled over into a private account, into an IRA, or you could even roll it into your 401k at work, although it's not my suggestion normally. I don't like to put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a chance for you to privatize and um, diversify by taking those accounts that are at old employers, and even if you want to combine a few smaller accounts to do it, but move that somewhere privately and begin to control it better yourself. So that's one thing you can do if you're not employed any longer at that employer. If you are still employed, there are two major things you can do if you're worried about losses in your 401k. The first is most 401ks have a, a bucket, let's call it. They have a feature where there is some sort of a safe account. It's probably a money market or a cash management account, something where... You could call the person who is managing your account, or you could go online and see it and say, I want to move X number of dollars from here, from the, from this higher-risk portfolio that I have, mm-hmm. into this cash management or money market account. Now, you have to know, first of all, you're not going to make squat on that, right? It's going to be very, it's dollar for dollar or very, very little interest, but you're probably not going to have losses on it. It's a good temporary stopgap. Okay. If you're, if you're under 59 and a half and you want to just shift some money within your 401k, you need to remember that you can do this. You can move it from any investments that it's in now in your 401k into this safer account. I do recommend that you talk to your broker or the, the management firm that's handling your 401k for some advice or you can call us or anybody who does this for a living and say, help me do this. One thing you'll need to know that I don't think people know, I always tell you the surprise thing, mm-hmm. that won't move 
until the end of the business day, until the end of market close. Okay. So don't wake up at 10 a.m. Well, hopefully we woke up before 10 a.m. on the market, <laughs> but don't look at it at 10 a.m. and say, oh, I'm panic-stricken, I need to move this money. Press the button and assume it just happened. Mm-hmm. It won't happen until the market closes that night. So, so sometimes people want to kind of see how it goes, look at it about 3 o'clock or so, and call their broker and say, yeah, I'm still not happy with this. I think now is the time for me to move. Um, but how many times have we seen, you know, you get up in the morning, oh, the market's taking a tank, and by the afternoon, gee, the market rallied and came back. You don't want to get caught in that whipsaw. Mm. So that's one thing you could do is just move the money over to safety for a little bit. It, what if you're over? I, what if you're 60 or older, though? Yeah, so that's, I'm going to tell you that next. Let me just tell you the end of this. Okay. Move the money to safety for a little bit, write it down, and say, I'm going to move it back when this happens, okay. when I feel more about the market, I'm going to do it for three months, whatever your plan is, so that it doesn't just sit there in safety forever with you having forgotten about it, because those kinds of accounts in safety inside your 401k earn almost nothing almost always. Mm -hmm. But it's a good way to protect some assets. Now, there there is another way to do that, by the way, and have safety and earn well in the market without the loss potential, but we'll talk about it in a minute. If you're over 59 and a half, you may have a feature in your 401k called an in-service transfer. Okay. In-service transfer. And what that means is that while you are still employed, this is the coolest thing, but nobody talks about it. While you are still employed, you could take some or pretty much all of your 401k money out. A lot of times we like to leave some in there, but mm-hmm. take some, you can take some of it out while you're still working there roll it over into something else where you might have safety and earnings and not have a tax consequence and continue to contribute and get your employer match, if there is one, on your 401k. Oh, okay. So you can simply just say, I don't like the way this is going. I don't want all my money in my 401k. I want to move some of it, and I don't want to pay taxes on it, and I'm not leaving work. I'm going to continue to be here. Your solution is an in-service transfer. And where does it transfer to? Sorry if that's a dumb question. It's not a dumb question. You get to transfer it to a number of places, whatever is qualified by the IRS to take that money without a taxable consequence. Okay. So so when we're talking about if your goal, for instance, I'll give you one example. You could transfer to, you know, it could be mutual funds, it could be stocks, it could be, you know, annuities, it could be anything. But I'll give you one example of, of work that I'm doing, you know, more of right now than I have been doing in the last few weeks, but it's always busier with this. You could transfer it to an account without a taxable consequence where you had safety of principle. In other words, you're never going to lose the money you've put in there and growth still linked to the market, which is a kind of a cool thing. What, what happens is as the market goes up, you make some money on it. You may not make all the money on it, but you're going to make some decent earnings. If the market goes down, you may have a zero earnings year, but you won't have a loss. And there are all kinds of bells and whistles on these kinds of products. Like one that comes to mind immediately has a 7% guarantee. I know that sounds like it's impossible, but it's not 7% guaranteed earnings. It's 7% guaranteed earning on an income stream. So that gets more complicated. We could do a whole show about that. But I just want people to know if you need to move to safety or if you want to move to safety, you just say, look, I'm tired of this up and down. I want to move my money where I'm not going to lose it. 
And yeah, I want a guaranteed rate of interest that isn't what I'm making on a CD, for instance. Okay. I want 7%. You can do it. There are ways to do it, but you must pay attention and contact somebody and take a little action and say, hey, I heard this on the radio, you know, somebody said I could get this. How do I get that? Mm-hmm. How do I do this? So those are the things to watch for. We can talk about more detail about it, uh, about, you know, the kinds of things you can do and and what you do if it's an IRA or non-qualified account. Uh, but that's, that's the beginning, just to tell people, you don't have to be afraid of this. You have, you have control of your account. Okay. How can, you people, uh, how can people get a hold of you, the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram? So, I feel like I've numbed you just talking yeah. about the first They They can reach us at 413-773-3333. Or on the web, of course, at HugYourMoney.com. Okay, we will have more and more suggestions coming up on part two of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, right here on WHMP.